Today, we've got Matt Shunvisky from This Is UConn Country joining us to give us a preview of the UConn football upcoming season. Thanks for joining us, Matt. Yeah, Jared, I really appreciate it. Yeah, so, so to get started, one thing I've been asking of all my guests, why don't you give us a little background on yourself and uh, how you got into covering UConn football? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been, uh, my parents have been a season ticket holder uh, since Rensselaer Field opened. Um, I was actually a freshman the the year the, uh, the stadium opened in 2003. So I've been I've been with the program and uh, watching the program ever since uh, the upgrade. Um, I had a chance in 2011 when Coach Pasquale came in uh, to do a work study with the team when I went back to school for my uh, for my MBA, um, and that really gave me some insight into how a football football program really operates. Um, so I, uh, the day to day. Uh, the talent level of the players that were there at the time, uh, which is really where head coach Randy Edsel was trying to get this program back to. Um, and then from there, um, I, I wanted to keep that football uh, itch. Um, so I started covering the team just on my own. Um, and that spurred on uh, the creation of this is UConn country, which is where you can find me um, as well as a new endeavor that I just kicked off um, last week, which is Huskies illustrated, which, which is a, a sports magazine uh, dedicated solely to UConn athletics. And I kicked that off, like I said, last week uh, with the 2018 UConn football preview. Um, so yeah, it's been an exciting time. It's been a journey. Uh, UConn football, very passionate about it. Um, fortunately, the group that follows it um, with uh, the move from the Big East to uh, the AAC has gotten smaller. Uh, the tailgating group has gotten a lot smaller than it used to be, but um, we're still here supporting the program and, and hoping we can uh, see it get to brighter days. Yeah, that, that's great. So I think you kind of hit on it. The The program struggled a bit uh, over the past few years. And, and I know Coach Edsel is really trying to uh, restore this program back to the glory days uh, when, he, when he was last here in his first go-around. Going into this season, what should fans expect of the team this year? Uh, is it more of the same, or are we going to see some progress this year? H how do you see it playing out? I think you'll see some progress um, where that progress goes is really a little bit of an unknown right now. Uh, and that's solely because the team is young. Uh, I, I feel like the team is talented. Uh, the recruiting class is coming in, especially defensively. Um, it, it's very talented. You're going to see, I want to say three, at least three true freshmen play along the defensive line. Um, and that is really saying a, or a testament to, uh, the recruiting that's being done by head coach Randy Edsel and his staff and, and what he's trying to put together. You're going to see the same thing in the secondary. Um, there's going to be some new corners, uh, no longer Jamar Summers or Trey Beller here. Uh, so there's going to be some young and, and untested cornerbacks, which opposing passing teams may try to take advantage of. And we saw the results last year um, near the bottom, if not the bottom uh, of many defensive categories across the nation specifically against the pass. I think they gave up, I was just looking at the stats. I think it was 330 yards per game through the air, which was dead last by a fairly large margin. So that's going to really determine and how quick those freshmen really develop uh, is really going to determine where this team goes. Cause I do think there is a lot of talent uh, specific, specifically on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, you probably have the best offensive line you've had here in, in a very, very long time. Uh, head coach Randy Edsel even mentioned that in the spring. Uh, he doesn't remember having this much depth uh, at that position in terms of um, who we have, who they have at uh, at the tackle spots. Ryan Vandermark and, and Matt Per are certainly two tackles who switched 
um, during the offseason. Ryan Vandermark moving to left tackle, Matt Purse going to right tackle. Um, two talents that might be the best offensive lineman this program has seen. So lots of talent. How it all comes together remains to be seen because the team is young, like I mentioned. Yes. Yeah, so talking about the strength uh, that the offensive line is going to be, I, I think personally that's going to be an important factor given the quarterback change and having David Pindell back there full time now. What have you seen and heard about him so far heading into this to this season? How has he changed from you know what he what he performed last year? Have you seen any changes or heard about anything on on the David Pindell front? Yeah, he's he's much more confident. I, I would say uh, he's got more command in the huddle. Uh, he's still a quiet kid. Um, the coaches are trying to bring that out of him, but every person's different. Uh, they're going to show leadership in different ways. He he likes to show leadership um, by his actions rather than his words. And and it took a, a little adjustment for some of the players that were here to to really follow that. Um, but they are following him as a leader now, um, and they really believe in him. And I think where the switch flipped for him was really that last drive uh, against Cincinnati that, to close the year. Obviously, the game didn't end well. Um, but how we got to that point um, was certainly certainly something to look forward to uh, as we turn to this year. Um, they were down by seven points, a minute 22 left, 93 yards in front of them from the tying score, and, and Pindell marched them down the field, and they they got that tying score. Uh, they, he found Herjie Mayala for that, for that what should have been a game-tying touchdown um, bonehead penalty there at the end, and then that pushed them back a little bit, and they missed the extra point. They were going to go for two for the win. Um, but I think that was really a turning point, specifically with the coaches. I don't know. Um, heading into last season, uh, they really felt that he was going to be the guy. Um, some struggles early on against Holy Cross, if you, re- if you recall. I uh, saw him depart, and Bryant Sheriff came in in that third quarter. And I think that was uh, the start of some questioning of, of whether he is the guy to lead this team. But then uh, he came back in against UCF, ironically, Um he, he became the starter again, started the last three games, struggled mightily against Boston College. He, his completion percentage was down in the 40s, which was not very good at all. But he followed that up with a very strong performance, career-high passing yards, I think it was 274 yards, had another 95 yards on the ground. And then that, that uh, should have been that game-tying touchdown there at the end against Cincinnati. So that, that was a strong mark. Uh, he's also – one thing that I really like to see – is him and, and, and new offensive coordinator John Dunn, who's only been here since the spring, have a very good relationship. Um, I think they understand each other well. They understand what, what um, Coach Dunn is trying to do, and, and David really respects him, and a lot of the players do respect him as well. Um, you see he comes from the, the NFL, which is where a lot of these guys want to go. Um, so that immediately got people's attention. Um, John Dunn is, 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 to me, teaches the game very well. Uh, he seems to really understand the offense. He's very competent. Um, I think this offense is going to be, uh, the word I just used is competent. Um, I think you're going to see them do some things. I don't think they're going to be the highest scoring team in the country by any stretch, but what they want to do, they're going to they're gonna probably do well. How, how does the offensive system under Coach Dunn differ from what we saw under Rhett Lashley last year? Because I know everyone was excited to get some high-powered, high-fired offense uh, going are we expected to see more of the same of that uh, under Coach Dunn? Uh, the one word I would say with last year would probably be gimmicky. Um, not a criticism of Rhett Lashley at all. Uh, clearly, he's had success at, at the college football level, specifically in SEC as well. Um, UConn's going to see him later this year uh, when SMU comes into the rent, I believe, in November. I, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I think that's in November. Um, but John Dunn's offense is different. Um, 
you're not going to be going fast. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, you're not going to have pedals of the metal. Uh, there's not going to be three and outs in less than a minute of game time like there was a season ago. Um, they're going to they're gonna change tempos up. There, there will be instances where they do go fast. They're going to change game plans week to week. Um, they're going to do what they think is going to be able to take advantage of what opposing defenses do and what their weaknesses are. Uh, and if that's running the ball every play, uh, it's going to be running the ball. If that's throwing the ball every down, it's going to be throwing the ball. Um, I mentioned John Dunn comes from the NFL, and he's going to approach the game like it's the NFL. I, I really feel that way. Uh, I see this team utilize uh, certain guys, and it's like looking at NFL plays at times. Uh, you're using the spot guy a lot like you see um, in the NFL. You're using running backs on wheel routes like you'll see in the NFL. Um, Xavier Scott brings a lot of versatility to this offense. Um, I know Donovan O'Reilly went down with a, with a torn ACL last week, um, an unfortunate injury because he made a lot of progress uh, from the spring game. He actually tore his ACL in a non-contract dr- drill um, on a special teams drill, um, which was really a sad thing to see because he's fought through a lot of adversity um, and really was the number one tailback at the time. Uh, but Xavier Scott's very talented. Um, I mentioned uh, in something that I put out there that uh, had he waited to come out another year, Xavier Scott would have been able to go to Ohio State, Michigan, any program, really, you name it. I was talking to a lot of scouts about him, um, and they were very high on, on what his skill set is. Um, and I think Coach Dunn's going to really use that specifically in the passing game, but he can also run the ball as well. Oh, it's good to hear because I, I know the running back situation's kind of been up in the air given the transfer of Nate Hopkins and then uh, with the injury uh, last week. Uh, you know, it definitely seems like things have been a bit shuffled on that end. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what that unit can produce. Um, kind of moving on, in, in on the defensive side, I know we saw those defensive struggles last year, uh, especially in the secondary, uh, getting beat a lot. And I know we've got a lot of young kids uh, that'll be on that defensive side this year. How do you see this defensive system of Coach Crocker coming into play? They're finally getting some of their recruits that should be able to play this system, right? As opposed to putting some Diaco-type uh, players that might not have fit that system 100%. Yeah, I think yeah, that's spot on. Um, I think a, a season ago they were asking some guys that were recruited to play a different system, uh, to play in roles that really weren't suited for them. Uh, Adrian Garson, for example, is a is a guy off the edge at defensive end who it could be a good, pretty good pa- edge pass rusher in a four three system. Uh, last season, Coach Essel tried to use him in passing situations, and but a three man front. Um, they're playing four eye technique, which means your defensive ends are playing on the inside of the offensive tackles, which means you need a lot of strength, a lot of size, and you need, need to be able to really be physical at the line of scrimmage. And that's something that AJ Garson, um, and one of the guys that, that was here previously, um, wasn't able to do, um, but he's made impressive strides. He put on 40 pounds actually since last season. Uh, he was rolling with the ones at the last open practice, which was really a shock to, to myself and all the other media uh, members that were present. And I think that speaks to his work ethic and what he's trying to do there. Um, but I'm actually excited to see this defense. Um, specifically, what I thought heading into the season was going to be a weakness, I think might actually be a strength of this defense, and that's up front on the defensive line. You have four true freshmen coming in uh, that Coach Etzel called the – potentially the most talented defense alignment that have ever come through UConn as a freshman class. And given what Edsel was able to produce at the defensive line, specifically at the defensive end spot um, during his time here, the first time guys from Julius Williams, Cody Brown, Lindsey Witten, all guys that went on to see time, um, whether that be in the NFL, CFL or arena league, 
Um, comparing these guys to some of them, uh, I think that speaks to some of the talent that we've already seen during practice. Uh, and I can't wait to see Travis Jones in particular, uh, 6'4", 6'5", 350 pounds. I've seen him go on one-on-one drills against some of the offensive linemen here, some very, very talented offensive linemen that are clearly going to have opportunities at the NFL. And it's like man against boys. Um, he's going to be command double teams immediately off the bat. And I think that's going to free up some other guys in this defense, which is why I'm so excited to see how this, this, this line is able to play in week one. I know these guys are true freshmen. Uh, they were just in high school a couple months ago, uh, but I can't wait to see what they can do uh, at this level. Uh, the game's going to be fast for them for sure, um, but they're very talented guys. Uh, Travis Jones is one guy. Another guy who you're going to see at defensive end, I think, start from day one is a guy from Canada by the name of Luol uh, Uguak is how you pronounce his name. Um, he's another guy. He's going to be at defensive end. He's another talented guy that's really been predominantly with the first-team defense. So you're seeing a lot of turnover into some of the younger guys that are more suited to play the system, uh, and I'm really interested to see how that plays out. Yeah, so both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, these guys are going to be tested right off the bat. They open with UCF and Boise State, who are both ranked uh, in the top 25 that came out today. How do you see this schedule, uh, you know, being a factor for the team this year? I, I know it's a it's a tough schedule. They've got some tough, at, and, you know, out-of-conference games. Uh, and then looking at the AAC this year, how do you see the, the strength of some of the other teams that will be playing in conference this year? Yeah, clearly, you mentioned right off the top, uh, the first two games, I think this is the first time UConn's played two ranked teams right off the, right out of the gate. Um, it's a challenging schedule for a very young team. It's also an opportunity for the program to make some noise, uh, especially here at home. Uh, fans are, are waiting to see something to, to come back through the, through the gates, back into the stands. Um, if they could do something here in the first two games, I'm not saying win both of them, but be competitive in both. Uh, I think that's going to open some eyes and, and really, really show that this program isn't what it was. Um, it's, it's getting back to what it used to be um, it, several years back. So challenging out of the gate, uh, no doubt about it. On the AAC, I think UConn has a favorable schedule in conference. Uh, you don't play Houston, uh, who I think is going to win the conference outright. Um, they're, they're who I'm taking. They're, they're a very talented team. Um, but I think it's a very favorable schedule because you play Tulsa. Um, SMU is at home. They're very talented as well, but could UConn potentially pick them off? I'm not sure. Uh, but East Carolina is going to be down. I don't think Temple. I, I know they have a quarterback who they think is pretty good. I, I don't see them actually having a great year. So what I'm trying to say is there's teams there that UConn can compete with. Now, is that going to translate into more wins than we saw a year ago? That's going to remain to be seen, but clearly out of the gate, uh, they may struggle. After the first two games, they have uh, they have an FCS opponent, and then uh, they have URI, and then they go to Syracuse too. So that's three out of the top four are going to be tough to win. But then from then on out, I think uh, it's a, it's a favorable schedule for UConn. They they do go to Memphis, they do go to USF. Um, but other than that, I, I feel like the second half of the schedule is. is is really there for UConn to get some wins there. Interesting. So, so I, I think uh, I think the number I saw was uh, three and a half for their their win total from uh, those who uh, partake in the gambling side of things. So it'll be interesting to see how they can do compared to where they were last year. Because I think that 
number was the exact same as it was last year. So see how that uh, back half of the schedule ends up uh, playing out for them. If we had to, if you had to give us a player on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball, um, it's kind of your player to really keep an eye on this year. Who would it be on each side? Offensively, if we're going to talk skill positions, I would say Herjie Mayala. I think he's very underrated uh, at the receiver position, um, given what he brings to the table. Um, Yes, he's he's a very good wide receiver. He's got some of the best hands that I've seen in person. I I, I don't think – I can't recall a time, uh, at least in practice, uh, I'm talking, where I've I've seen him drop a a football. Um, But he's more than just a a wide receiver. He's he's a great blocker on the edge, which you need in the run game. Um, And and another thing that he is is he's a a big-time leader in that receiver group. And that's been huge because receiver outside of him and – is really a young, a young group. Him and Tyreek Fields are really the leadership guys, but everybody turns to Herji, it seems. Um, and he really leads by example. He's always working out, uh, talking to some of the coaches and staff uh, about him. Um, just, just when I'm watching practice, it's it, his work ethic is just something, something to behold. He may not have the stats as some of the other uh, UConn receivers that came through here, but I, in my opinion, he's certainly going to have a shot uh, at the NFL. Um, just really impressed with him from the day I saw him. I uh, really. Um, he's really stood out to me. Uh, defensively, I'm really looking to see Darian Beavers pick it up at linebacker. That's one guy who was new to the position a year ago. His dad was a was a, a player that that saw time in the NFL. He's he talks about how his dad helps him, and then he he comes back to UConn and and uses what he learned there, and then gets the teaching from UConn as well. And he's a very fast player at the linebacker spot. He had three sacks last year. Um, as a true freshman from the linebacker spot, again, the first time he was playing uh, that position. He's a very talented player, and head coach Randy Etzel said he could become a special player here at UConn, um, and he's only a sophomore now. So he has a lot of room to develop, but Etzel sees something in him that uh, when, when Coach Etzel really says something like that about a player, you should believe it because he's he's seen the talent, he's developed that talent previously, and it's up to really Darren Beers to to – to work to reach his full potential because his full potential is going to be pretty good in my opinion. Yeah. that It seems like uh, there's some reasons for some cautious optimism uh, about the team this year, you know, seeing how the, how the young players can, can play uh, to still have some veterans and Pindell and Mayala uh, and some other guys on the line. So it, it should seem like uh, we at least should have an exciting season this year uh, for UConn football and, hopefully get some people to turn out at the rent to uh, to cheer on the team this year. Yeah, certainly. I'm not saying they're going to a bowl game for sure. Um, I, I think they could sneak into a bowl game, which six wins may be uh, the top end of what they could do this year. Um, just just for the mere fact that, yes, they are very young, um, but their, their schedule, uh, in my opinion, with, with Cincinnati at home, like I mentioned earlier, with Tulsa, with URI, with UMass, those are four right there that I think are all very winnable games. And then there's a few others that I think if this team develops like I think they could, they could they could pick off pick up a few more uh, throughout the day. So six wins I think is the top line. Um, seven if they have a major upset. Uh, but but certainly this is going to be a year of development. Uh, it's not going to be the end product of what Coach Edsel is trying to put in here. Uh, with the UConn football program. Uh, he, he's 
he's been walking around with the mantra, um, particularly in the spring, of Rome wasn't built in a day. And he's really trying to pick up the pieces of what UConn football became over the last six or seven years and really um, really put the blueprint of what he put in here uh, way back, starting back in 1999. Uh, he wants to, to put that all together again. And uh, he it's baby steps. Uh, it's steps in the right direction. I think you're going to see a lot more talent. Um, but certainly this year is not going to be the end product by any stretch. Perfect. Uh, so Matt, thanks for taking the time to talk with me today. Uh, if you want to just go ahead one more time, uh, let everyone know where they can see you, where they can find you and uh, read your work. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can read all my stuff at www.thisisyukoncountry.com. Uh, also on, on Twitter at Yukon SN, uh, at Yukon SN. I'm also on Facebook, uh, and you, you can find a bunch of interviews on YouTube uh, as well. So, um, And, again, look out for Huskies Illustrated. Uh, the preview magazine is going to be in stores in the UConn bookstore on campus uh, beginning later this week. Um, I actually just saw the final copy. So I, I, if you're passionate about UConn football, uh, I think it, it's definitely worth your while. Awesome. Great. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate the time. Yeah, Jared, definitely appreciate this.